Welcome back to Rhymes with Decora, a podcast project of Inspired Media. I'm Benji Nichols, your host, bringing you stories from communities you love by people you trust. It's been a fun project so far uh, here in 2022. A lot of shows, a lot of great stuff that we've been doing. Uh, Conversations in communities and uh, covering the details of what's going on. One of the best parts of this show is just getting to be able to have time to get a couple people in a room and talk. And today we are going to do that about a subject that I think is so great and so important and people that are doing incredible work in Northeast Iowa, and that is the Decora Food Pantry. Today I have with me uh, Director Matt Tapscott and President of the Board of the Directors of the Decora Food Pantry, uh, Mr. Steven Zittigaroon. Welcome, guys. How's it going? Good morning, Benji. Great. Yeah, thanks a lot for having us here. Absolutely. I'm so glad to have you guys here and to have this conversation. Uh, there's a few different things that I think we can unpack that people will find just fascinating uh, about the work that the food pantry is doing. And I really appreciate you both taking the time. So thank you. Yeah, we'll jump right in. Um, First, I should just say, I guess that both of you have different backgrounds that have come to the food pantry here in slightly different times, but strong connections to the community, strong connections to Northeast Iowa and to Iowa uh, and some fun stories there. Steven, I'll start with you really quick. Uh, Monona native, right? That's right. Just down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of got, uh, you know, a similar story to a lot of us, got out of Northeast Iowa for a hot minute, right? Yeah. And then we started having children and, and wanted to go back home. I think, uh, I think I'm not alone in, in that story. And it's one of the things that makes Decorah great. It, it has so much, you know, draw back for people who've gone out and Yes. You know, had some good life experiences. Absolutely. You and your yeah. wife have a young family here and just uh, involved in so many different facets of the community and lots of great stuff. So it's always amazing to see that talent come back to uh, Northeast Iowa, especially. And we always appreciate telling those stories. Uh, Matt, yourself an Iowa native, right? Absolutely. Uh, born and raised in Des Moines. Um, we were visiting Decorah about 13, 14 years ago on our anniversary. And my wife, being a small town girl, um, by the time we drove back to Des Moines, she had um, talked us into relocating <laughs> to beautiful Northeast Iowa and Decor, and so moved up here with two of our three children and raised our two youngest kids here in Decor. That's amazing. I do. Uh, I do want to touch on a couple of things for you two. Quick, real Matt, uh, just briefly, because I think they're really fun moments. Um, both of you, I will also say, uh, uh, Steve, you spend a lot of time with your family and your kids. I know that's right. I'm a homemaker. This is kind of my primary vocation, and yeah. I wear a couple other hats in town. Too. A couple other hats, several <laughs> boards, maybe city council member, a few things. So yeah, that's, that's a, right. That's a right. lot of a lot of time filling obligations there. But the the job of a parent uh, is certainly never done. <laughs> No, uh, and, no. a, and a very important one. And Matt, you have played uh, an incredible role in our community and beyond in terms of that sort of uh, parental and childcare figure as well, right? Well, I'm not sure that I deserve all those accolades, but <laughs> um, it is a passion of how we're caring for our children. So I, I've been blessed to have a career that I loved and um, and I, hopefully <laughs> yeah. I've made an influence on some folks, so. Yeah, and, and another point I've made in a couple of shows, too, that uh, you are also a, a Marine veteran. I am. Which is I a, am. an incredible thing, and I think that those two things in one sentence from going from Marine uh, Marine veteran to uh, working with young people is also a very valuable and fascinating connection. So. You know, there's m- more to it and more connection than people would think. There's a lot of similarities, and it's service to the community in whatever regard there is. And I know we're here to visit about the pantry, and I will, we'll get into that when we do, but one of the hardest things that I've experienced is uh, my work in the pantry in the last four months that I've been there, the number of veterans that come through the door in need. Wow. That's been a struggle. 
So. Yeah, absolutely, and a, and a fantastic point. Uh, and to that point, the Decora Food Pantry. Uh, I'm going to say right off the bat, www.decorapantry.org. Uh, a very clean, concise website that you can get all the information <laughs> at. We were just talking about that. Uh, but that's really the easiest place you can probably go to find the information about the food pantry. Um, I want to say growing up, I was a first Lutheran kid, so this is kind of a fun story for me because even though I wasn't necessarily here when it started, the, the food pantry kind of has roots starting out of the physical space of First Lutheran Church. I think that's right. correct, right? Correct. Yeah. It started um, as a ministry of that that church and then kind of got bigger and bigger and they took decided, over the church and Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just made sense for it to become its own independent organization. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean I remember them making use of uh every inch of space that they could. I think right. back in the day I might remember it was sort of the nursery space at one time at First Lutheran and then other places and like just an incredible use. But you really utilizing uh those resources where they could be put, um, all in the name of presenting and sharing food with anyone within Iowa that needed it. That's really the bottom line goal, yeah? It's yes. A, it's a simple goal, and it's a, it's, a, it's a good one, and that's why we're here. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say, so the, the Decor Food Pantry, uh, and just really to give the description from uh, your own words, is a, a faith-based organization uh, that shares food with I, uh, local Iowans facing food insecurity, uh, and you strive to interact with clients in a welcoming and respectful manner. I think that is just an incredible, uh, an incredible statement. I think we're done here. I think you, Benji, you've got, <laughs> I oh, want to, the first, Luther, the first Lutheran piece, um, a, an incredible shout out to first Lutheran for all that they did for many years, because it started in a, in a, in literally a, a large closet. Yeah. Um, but it literally started taking over all parts of the church. Um, and <laughs> you know, when the, the community realized and people involved with it and people involved with the, uh, with the first Lutheran, but also with the Decorah Community Food Pantry, realized there had to be more. Yeah. Um, so it was the it was really the vision of the board of directors, and at the time the um, director Carol Hemseth, who really helped us get to where we are right now. I mean, I'm fortunate um, at this point in my life to have gotten involved with the pantry for the over the last four months as the director and begin to hear that history of the pantry and how it grew. And I'll tell you a couple of times you've mentioned the Decorah food pantry. And I make a really, really strong point. Every time I mention it is the Decorah community food pantry. Yes. Because what I've learned in four months is this is truly a community effort in every facet of the word. Every part of this community gets involved with this effort to address food insecurity in Northeast Iowa. So, um, yeah, whether you yeah. volunteer there or work there or not, uh, this is this is our community's pantry. It's our way of being there for uh, neighbors who are struggling, and that's mm -hmm. that's uh, that's the basic mission. There's more food insecurity in Northeast Iowa than uh, than maybe I knew before I started getting involved in the food pantry. Uh, you know, I, Matt maybe has some right. statistics on this, but there's yeah. uh, there's just a tremendous amount of need out there, not just uh, among the neighbors in our city, but but all the people who who come to Decora for you know shopping, working, playing, or you know they come here to to go to the hospital. Like uh, we we have a pretty large region that that we are there as a backstop for people uh, who otherwise would have empty shelves and empty refrigerators. Um, the Decorah Community Food Pantry is blessed with people like Stephen and other board members who understand the mission and the issue, and and you know they tell that story everywhere they go. So people walk through our door, and it's you know yes, it's the community, it's the partners, it's you know the folks, but it's also 
our neighbors who utilize the pantry, the appreciation that they bring through the door um, every day. And I'm fortunate to be sitting in the, the pantry office and I can hear the conversations taking place between volunteers and, and neighbors who are using the pantry and just the amazing conversations you hear, the issues that you hear, but the appreciation that is shown for what is done. Yesterday, as people were leaving the pantry, several people said, Merry Christmas, bless all of you, and bless the folks mm. who make this happen for us. So, Wow. And I think it's it's important to recognize in part of the story that we're telling here today, too, so the, the food pantry had some roots, but also, I mean, at this point, the Board of Directors is made up essentially from uh, a representative of, of as many of the different faith-based organizations in our region as, as really possible. I mean, there's close to 20, right? Uh, f- 15 directors. Yeah, 14, more than a dozen. There, I, so. I guess I don't have an exact count in my head, yeah. but yeah, more it, than a dozen different churches who have a, a relationship with us and and of course volunteers from even more uh, churches and, and other institutions than that so yeah. we we're super uh, we have super wide support in the community and I think it's worth pointing out you you both obviously through your other community work and beyond understand that I think one of the biggest challenges we have in rural America really but rural Iowa too is just um, oftentimes seeing those kind of different silos or different pillars in the community and different people working in different directions and I think something that the community food pantry has done is an incredible job of aligning those um, and so there are certainly resources across different parts of Northeast Iowa but when you have this many people from this different many organizations come together for the good it's kind of incredible what you can get done right it is absolutely incredible um as we were visiting before we started uh, this morning when i walked into the pantry on my desk in the pantry um, was an envelope that said this was in a food donation box and i opened it up and there was 28 cents in there a dime two nickels and eight pennies um, from a young donor and um it's that kind of thinking that everybody does a little then we can do an incredible amount and there are lots of organizations there the churches the businesses um the organ you know like 100 plus women who care there's so many organizations who recognize the need to support the pantry um one of the things if i may real quickly is we turn over our product so quickly. We bring 6,000 pounds of food into the pantry every week through rescue food, through local rescue efforts, um, through the Northeast Iowa Food Bank, through donations that walk through the door, and we turn that back out the door every week. So we don't sit on any of these products and, and not being a revenue generating operation, you know, we are dependent on the goodness and the kindness of the community to recognize you, Benji, you were talking about the number of people we serve. Um, 160 families we serve every week, representing almost 700 family members every week, where that 6,000 pounds of food is distributed to. 58% of those families are in Winnesheet County. And, and sometimes that surprises people. They assume that there's not that kind of need, particularly in the Decorah area or Winnesheet County, but 58% of the folks that we serve are in Winnesheet County, about 25% are out of Alamakee County. And so, you know, over 75, almost 80% of the people we serve truly are our neighbors. And, and Matt's point here, I think one of them is, is that this is an ongoing effort and the work really doesn't get done, but it's our area's incredible generosity that has made it possible for the time we've been open. And, and we feel so fortunate to be in a community that 
you know, from the 28 cent gifts to the thousands of pounds of, of donations we sometimes get from local producers and farmers. Uh, it takes it all. And we are so grateful for the generosity that, that's out there. And that goes back to the com- it is the entire community. There is no one section of the community that owns this. It comes from every area of the community. I mean, um, Benji mentioned that I, early childhood education, I retired from early childhood education and went to work for the pantry. And people said, are you overwhelmed? And I said, I'm just in awe because this is an amazing operation that does amazing stuff that never ends. Um, 110 volunteers come in every week and prepare the pantry and get it ready and then help serve the 160 um, neighbors who come in and utilize the pantry, bringing in donations. It's just an amazing operation. And uh, there's always a, there's there's always a lot of moving parts to the pantry, and everybody who comes in and is aware of it knows that in its operation, and and continues to just step up and make it work. Yeah, it, it's amazing. I I think it's worth also mentioning. I mean, Matt, you've been the director just since uh, this summer. Is that correct? Correct. So I mean, the, just the speed that you come up on, and also I should mention there's also an assistant director, correct? Right. Reiner Greiten is our incredible assistant director who um, really is our volunteer coordinator and works very closely with all the different pieces that the volunteers do. So yeah, we're fortunate. And then I'll, you know, this is forward thinking of the board and I give them a lot of credit. Um, I tell people I'm still new enough at the pantry that I can continue to gush about it. I'm not sure how long I can play that card, but I can. The honeymoon period has to end at some point. <laughs> exactly. <Keep going. laughs> but uh, you know, it's an incredibly well-run organization. It's conscientious of being good stewards of other people's resources. Um, it took, it's, Ron and I share one full-time position, so one full-time equivalent. Mm-hmm. So we're very conscientious about how we use the resources that come to the pantry um, because we are facilitating, you know, the, the pantry's open for shopping from 1230 to 430 or for utilization of and distribution of food, I think is a better descriptor of what we do um, is from 1230 to 430 Monday, Wednesday and Friday and from 1230 to seven on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But we are literally open at 730 to 745 every morning, getting the pantry prepared. So there are lots of pieces and Rhonda and I together help facilitate all those different pieces and then have opportunities for community outreach like this. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. And I think uh, we're going to dive back into a couple of those stories here in just one second. We're going to take a quick break and and turn it around here in Rhymes with Decora. And then we're going to bring it back because there's so many things I want to talk about with you guys. But we're talking about the Decora Community Food Pantry today. Uh, Steven Zittergrun, Matt Tapscott uh, here with me as guests and kind of just talking about the Community Food Pantry and all that it serves in Northeast Iowa. So thanks for being here, guys. We're going to be back in just one second. It's Rhymes with Decora. Hi, this is Erin Henning-Nichols, founder and editor-in-chief of Inspired Magazine. Rhymes with Decor is brought to you by Inspired Media, bringing you positive news since 2007. Find us on stands across the Driftless, or check out our new website, or become a member at iloveinspired.com. Creating stories about communities you love by people you trust. Thanks for being inspired. And the one and only Erin Henning-Nichols... Coming to us there, talking to us about I Love Inspired, uh, the quarterly magazine that we also produce. Check it out online, iloveinspired.com. 
Uh, you can also check out the podcast on that website or go to decora.fun. You can check out all 30 shows there or wherever you find podcasts iTunes, Spotify, all those good stats. But today, my guests, Matt Tapscott and Steve Zittergren uh, from the Decora Community Food Pantry. Guys, let's jump right back into it. Matt, one of the things you were talking about um, was sort of, you know, the volunteers and the people who come in. You had a story earlier you were mentioning of a volunteer who happened to just uh, kind of run through this morning who was bringing in, what was it, a peanut butter or something, right? And and has been with you long enough to kind of know exactly where that should go. Right. <laughs> and just kind of do their thing, drop it, and run. What does it mean to have volunteers like that? You know, I, I am in awe of this organization and this operation. I, you know, not to be at all, um, I don't know what the word I'm thinking of is, but I, I truly feel blessed to be able to be part of this. You know, I did retire from my career in early childhood education this past summer and was fortunate that people like Stephen and seven other, several other folks involved with the pantry had found out that I was retired and had nothing to do. And so <laughs> they approached me about this opportunity and I explored it and realized pretty quickly I wanted to be part of it and feel blessed. And so, um, you know, every time I talk about the community food pantry, I talk about the community. It's our volunteers. It's our neighbors who utilize the pantry. It's an, our board members who are volunteers. And many of them are both volunteers on the board and volunteers in the pantry. Um, but people like you were talking about, Benji, um, who walk in the door with an arm load of groceries, whether it be peanut butter. And I'll tell you, last week there was an I just um, wrote a little note about this. A gentleman walked in the door and had two jars of peanut butter and a twenty-five dollar check, and he said, "We wish it, I, you know, we wow. wish it could be more." And I want this person, hopefully, to hear this, but for folks to understand, it's those individuals like that who walk in as those one-ons that really make this work. Yes, it's sure. the large groups who, who work together and donate thousands of pounds of food, which we turn around and put back out the door. Real, it's the folks who help. Um, raise some pretty serious dollars so that we can purchase the food we need to purchase and operate the facility that we need to operate. But it's to those individuals who can walk in. We've been fortunate to work with the high school and the middle school and the elementary schools yeah. locally who have raised both um, hundreds of pounds, if not more of, of food, but also hundreds of dollars that help us go out and when we need to purchase that food. And a lot of times we can turn that $25 donation into a lot more food than, than right. you can you or I could go and buy at the grocery store uh, through our partnership with the Northeast Iowa Food Bank. We can we can often leverage those dollars, you know, four to one. We can we can buy, you know, 100 meals. We can meals. buy food for 19 cents a pound. You right, can't right. do that retail. Yeah. And, and, and Matt, Matt, Matt's right on that there, there's this incredible complicated dance that, that makes our organization run each week and no one person can understand it all. Uh, it's, it's been built up over the years by tremendous uh, volunteers. Uh, it's kept afloat each week by more than 100 volunteers who come in to do all sorts of different work. And, uh, and we're really glad to have Matt on board uh, helping organize the dance uh, a little bit. Yeah, you, you know, Benji, part of that thing. dance, are, and I talked about retail, we are incredibly blessed in this community, too, because, and I'm, I'm going to give a big shout out to Fairway and, and their management team, but that's true, you know, Harold and, and the management team at Fairway are, have been very good to us and work with us incredibly. Um, there have been times where we've really been on a push for something, and then 
in a real need for something and they come through for us kind of in a moment's notice. Um, we can do the same shout out to Hy-Vee and, and Walmart and the quick stars in town. There's the rescue food in November, we brought in 14,000 pounds of rescue food. Yeah. And there's a couple of terms. I think we should unpack that for a second. Cause I you think bet. something that people might not understand is there's kind of two different, well, three different angles of this one. If you give a monetary donation to the community food pantry, that might be the way that the organization itself can really stretch those dollars the farthest, right? Cause you have these, you know, these, this ability to purchase food on a different scale than most people do. However, that said, Stephen, you and I both have young kids. Uh, sometimes it's really impactful to have your kid carry a bag or three or five of pasta and peanut butter and flour and oil or cereal or whatever it is and carry it into their school or to the food pan or wherever that is and understand what you know a tangible thing of what they're doing because kids you know sometimes get a monetary thing sometimes don't right but uh, the act of carrying <laughs> a couple bags of groceries in somewhere and giving them to someone else is something they can understand. that's right we take it all we take it all and uh, and if you're ever looking for things to give the pantry that will be particularly impactful benji mentioned a few but there's always a list on our website go take a look if if you want to at decorapantry.org yeah absolutely and then that third angle uh, that you just mentioned which i think this is something i learned about at the 100 plus meeting too matt is sort of the rescue food angle uh tell us more about that you know, I, one of the volunteers told me this, that several years ago, um, they were watching people here in Decorah dig through the dumpsters outside one of the local grocery stores going through the stuff that was being thrown away. So, um, you know, one of the things that Congress did well a number of years ago was to create through the USDA um, food rescue. So these local retailers can pull those food products freeze them, they can time them out within time of not being dated and freeze them and bring them to us. And then, you know, we know how long those can be stored for additional builder coolers or freezers. You bet. As I said, we um, we had nearly 14,000 pounds of rescue food come into the pantry from Fairway, Walmart, um, Hy-Vee, and the two Quick Stars wow. in November alone. Wow. And so food that would otherwise, and was at one time ending up in dumpsters outside the back of mm -hmm. those retailers, is now being rescued for the, you know, most of it is being rescued and, and being utilized to assist people who are facing food insecurity. Well, and what a huge win on so many levels in a community. I mean, Steve, you, you know, talk about city things and other things, but I mean, just on a sustainability level alone, uh, wow. I mean, what a what an amazing thing for a, a, you know an organization to help figure out. Diverting Correct. food out of landfills is a huge win, even just from a climate perspective, but obviously no one likes to see food go to waste. Obviously, sometimes when we get some food in, maybe it doesn't go off the shelf as quickly as we'd like, or it's just past it's, you know, it's not something that we would want to take home ourselves, which means we're not going to send it home with, mm -hmm. with the neighbors who, who use our pantry. Uh, but we don't waste it. We end up putting that into compost buckets and, and it's often collected by local farmers for animal feed. So it's, it's a really nice way to, to close uh, a loophole on, on that, that used to result in a lot of food, unfortunately, going to the landfill. Sure. That's yeah. one of the things I love when we bring a new volunteer into the pantry and and as we're going through the process, one of the things I'm very proud of is to say we do not throw very much at all away here. Um, very little goes to waste. We recycle it. We send it to you know farmers who use it in their livestock pens. We put it in their compost piles. We just do not 
throw very much away from the food pantry. I, I love that. Um, let's get down to a couple nuts and bolts here real quick because there's a couple of things I, I want to make sure we cover in this. So one, uh, rewinding just a little bit, the food pantry had roots kind of in, in physical spaces at First Lutheran Church and other places. But then in um, 2016 or 17, and Stephen, you can talk about this a little bit. I know this is about when you got involved uh, in, in, in the board and, and the uh, community food pantry itself. But tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, starting 2017, 2018, as the pantry was getting established as its own organization, independent from First Lutheran Church. Yes, it, it became its own that's nonprofit. Right, that's right. right. It yeah. became in, kind of increasingly clear that we would like to someday have our own space, uh, maybe a little. So we didn't have a freezer and, you know, three attics. And I think we were keeping some freezers <laughs> in, in, you know, the recycling center or something like they were all over town. Uh, we, we thought that it would be good to consolidate our operation under one roof. And in 2019, a, a great opportunity became available. The, uh, the Spectrum Enterprises uh, building on Railroad Avenue uh, had had a space that, that became available for our use. Spectrum has been a great partner for us and a great uh, landlord for us as well. Yes. They've they've done an incredible job of, of uh, helping us get settled into the new space, making sure it was affordable for an organization that is steeped in frugality, uh, like, like the food pantry is. And, and they've made... They've made it possible for us to really modernize and enhance the services we could provide. It's been a great partnership. Uh, you might know that that in the end of 2019, there were things brewing uh, globally that that, uh, mm -hmm. that that led to quite a few challenges for the pantry as the COVID pandemic started just a few months after we moved into the new space. Having that space made such a difference for our ability to manage the food pantry and fulfill its mission during a very challenging time for all of us. Well, and, and I will I will mention as well for uh, you know another organization which clearly the entire board of directors all volunteer straight into a pandemic new space <laughs> new system I mean you guys took on an, an enormous project it's one thing when uh, businesses take that on in their own right which is complicated uh, for a fully volunteer um, board in a you know that is a that's a huge task so it's really interesting I also want to make sure we cover so the process the background of this is incredible but the food pantry is open to any one in in Iowa, right? I mean, Northeast Iowa is sort of the general area. And how does one go about then accessing food at the food pantry? You walk up to um, the food pantry door or contact us by phone. And we do register folks as they come in to be part of our of the pantry system. Um, and we do not do income verification. There's self-verification. It says this is where me and my family fall. As a faith-based organization, our belief is that when somebody comes to the door and says, I have a need, then our mission is to help with that need as much as we can. A little sidebar to that real quickly is, and this is, um, you talked a lot about First Lutheran. One of our long-term volunteers who helped at First Lutheran for many years, Marlene, when I first started at the pantry, she pulled me in and said, um, you seem like a really nice guy, she said. I thought, okay, here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> that is always the leader. Right. No. <laughs> and as I've gotten to know Marlene, um, she is an incredible person. And she said, you seem like a really nice guy. So if you ever need anybody to lovingly remind you that we are a food pantry and not a grocery store and what that she said, I will be the person that will lovingly motherly tell you um, the difference. Because I say that we meet people's 
need to the best of our ability as a pantry, but we are not designed to meet everybody's wants. That's not what the pantry exists for. Sure. Um, but you know, it really is an incredible place that the food that comes through the door and that turns back over, but it's the people like Marlene who show up every day as a volunteer, you know, and as we've said numerous times throughout this, it's, it's the support of the entire community um, coming to our door and, and um, helping us out. But the way that you come to the pantry is you call us or come to the door and we register you and set up an appointment for you in our open hours. Um, and then you are, and one of the things that is unique about the Decora Pantry that I've come to understand in my four or five months with this organization and the broader food bank operation is the decor community food pantry is open five days a week and that's unique in pantries mm -hmm. and um the that our neighbors who utilize the pantry get to self-select you know we don't choose for them they come in and make self-selection and I, we think there's some um what's the word i'm looking for Stephen? is there's some, you know, when you're going in and making your own selections of food and that feels, oh, yeah. I own that. I, that's more personal. I mean, we do our best to ensure that our clients experience and, and feel uh, welcome and, and they have the dignity that all of us are entitled right. to. Uh, we treat them with, with tons of respect. So I, I just, I'm going to close this little part with this, which is just to say that if you're out there, if you know someone out there who struggles to put groceries on the table, we get that it is intimidating, nerve wracking, scary, overwhelming. Maybe it feels like an admission of failure to, uh, to, to, to ask for help or to go and get help. But if that's you, or if that's someone, you know, I promise you that if you come to our pantry or if you give us a phone call, you will not be met with any judgment or condemnation. Uh, we, that's what we're here for. And uh, we have numbers of stories of, of people who came to us first as, as, you know, what Matt calls neighbors, people who come in and use our pantry services. And then they turn around and a year later, they're in a position where they can give back right. or they can come be a volunteer. And that's, that's what makes a, uh, a community stronger is when, when, when you're down for a while, there's other people around to lift you up. And then, you know, sometimes you'll be, you'll be in the other, the other, you know, your shoe's going to be on the other foot there. Uh, so that's, we're, we're proud of that aspect of our organization. Yeah, that is spectacular. I want to piggyback on that real quick because the background in early childhood education has served me well in this position because I worked with a lot of families and children who um, some of the issues were, and behavior issues particularly, were that my stomach was hungry. And what the Decorah Community Food Pantry can help do is ensure that you're not having that experience in this community. The generosity of this community is so overwhelming in the amount of donations, food and monetary they make to the pantry so that we can help ensure that people's stomachs aren't empty in Northeast Iowa. So as Stephen said, contact us if you know somebody that's having that experience and, and lots of people have that experience for many different reasons. So please um, don't sit there hungry. Get a hold of us and see what we can do to help. That's yeah. our mission. And there's no reason anyone should ever worry about where their next meal is going to come from in the place in the world that is probably the best at growing food. Right. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, Steven Zittergrun, Matt Tapscott, I can't thank you both enough for taking the time to be here and have this conversation today. Uh, a couple of the basics, again, just real quick so people have the information. Uh, www.decorapantry.org is the online resource. Uh, the phone number, 563-202-0872. 
that's 563-202-0872. And then again, the pantry is open Monday through Friday in the afternoons generally. So if you're looking for that resource, you know, there are a couple ways to get a hold or as Matt said, I think you can just come by and someone will help you plug in and figure that out. Um, So those are just a few of the different ways that people can uh, can plug in. But gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Please pass our thanks along to everybody else that's involved, volunteers, board members. It's just incredible the the people who have uh, come out to make this uh, an incredible community resource. Thank you, Inspired Media, for doing this. Yeah, it's been our pleasure. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, gents. You've been listening to Rhymes with Decora, a podcast project of Inspired Media. I'm Benji Nichols, your host. The Decora Food Pantry has been our topic today, decorapantry.org. Please check them out. Consider a donation this uh, winter, this season, whenever you're catching this podcast. Check out all that they do for our community. If you've enjoyed the music on the podcast today, it is the work of Mr. Nick Zielinski. Nick is a decoran. He's a drummer. Find him online on Instagram, indicative of drumming. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Rhymes with Decora is a project of Inspired Media. Find us online at isleofinspired.com.